Hello everyone, welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. This is David Dacre, your host. Today is December the 28th, 2018. That means that the year is almost over and 2019 is just a few days away and we hope that it's not going to suck as much. Or, you know, maybe you had a great 2018. Good for you. But let's see what 2019 will bring. All right, before we get started, let me tell you what I'm drinking. Uh, I don't always drink on the show, but uh, sometimes I do. And um, today I have uh, Christmas Elf from uh, St. Arnold's. St. Arnold is, uh, in case you're not from Houston, um, Houston Brewery that is the OG brewery. Uh, started up back in the uh, 90s. They recently uh, opened up their own uh, beer garden right across the street from their, uh, their brewery. And uh, they've always done really cool stuff. Uh, they've only uh, gotten better. If you like uh, barrel-age um, beers, like I do, the uh, Bishop uh, Barrel uh, line is uh, going to be something you're really going to enjoy. Then, ooh, excuse me, that's what beer does to me. Uh, then, um, to pair it, I pair it with uh, Rum Clement from uh, St. Martinique. This is a French-style uh, rum. They're uh, VSOP. Um, which is a, a special picking of white rums um, from their category. So, okay, quick thing on rum agricole and uh, rum from uh, Martinique is that there's a few things that they have to do. And, and if I, you know, check this, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm right on it. They have to... Uh, rum agricole is made of uh, sugarcane juice, not molasses, uh, like a lot of other rums. Just a different way of doing it, not better or worse, just a different way of doing it. Um, they have to uh, ferment within 24 hours of cutting the sugarcane, so they don't let it sit and rot and, and um, change in flavors. It stays very fresh. That's for the fermentation, and they have to distill within the first 48 hours. Within the f- within 48 hours of the fermentation, I believe I got that. That's where I think I may or may not have it right, but those two correlate. So, um, anyways, fantastic rum, lots of complexity. This is like drinking a whiskey um, due to its complexity. Um, and they do is they pick, uh, they select specific flavor profiles on the white rum. Um, and then they age it. So it's sort of like what happens. And then they, they age it and blend it. Kind of what happens in uh, in whiskey to uh, small barrel, small batch, and select barrels to where the um, master distiller, master blender, whoever's in charge of things, goes around and tastes different barrels. And the ones that are really outstanding, then they pull those and they either blend them um, or just uh, bottle them uh, that way. Um, normally they blend them because you, you're looking for uniformity. Um, barrels are going to be similar, but they're never going to be the same. Um, yeah, so got that. Drinking the, both of these together. And what's really cool is that whenever I have the Christmas ale first and then the rum, there is this, uh, well, actually, that makes it very glossy. And there's this somewhat linoleum, <laughs> which doesn't sound very appetizing. Um, uh, finish uh, to it but uh, having the rum first and then the beer 
gives the beer uh, and your whole palate this dunder, almost like Jamaican rum uh, um, type funkiness. And a um, little bit of, of like cacao nib type, type bitterness. Um, and almost like this distinct uh, uh, oakiness of uh, not necessarily the char of the barrel like it would in whiskey, but more of the aggressiveness of like American oak. But very, very slight in the finish. And is, I think it has to do more with the bite of the uh, alcohol. Very nice pairing. Um, but just letting you know what I'm drinking. Um, yeah, today's show, I'm going to talk a little bit about the whiskey sour. And um, how I still hear people wanting to argue that whiskey sours have an egg in it. Egg white. Not necessarily. No. I'm, I'm going to go over that real quick. And it's actually sours in general, whiskey sours being the more popular one. All right, let's talk about the uh, whiskey sour. Well, I'm one of those. You, all right, retake. I'm one of those bartenders that uh, has a geeky library of uh, cocktail books. <clears throat> And so the other, just yesterday, I was thinking about the uh, whiskey sour. And I'm like, you know, I get this question about, you know, does it get the egg or not the egg? And um, younger uh, people are, you know, 23, 25 are, you know, they like the whiskey sour and they order it often, but they don't always know what they're getting. And the reason why they don't know what they're getting in some t instances is because, there's a group of bartenders that swear up and down that the whiskey sour is has an egg in it. And I thought that was something that was settled already years ago, but I keep hearing it every once in a while. And I heard it lately. So I decided to do a little thing on it. That little thing on it is I got the reprint, obviously, of the uh, bartender's guy by... Uh, uh, Jerry Thomas himself. I have uh, both versions of the Imbibe by Dave uh, Windrich. I got the uh, Waldorf Astoria bar book and I have the Savoy cocktail book. You know, just to give it a little bit of history. I looked in the, uh, God, what is the one? The famous cocktail ones. Uh, classic. Anyways, I looked at uh, some other ones and uh, it didn't have sours uh, in there. I didn't look at any of the modern ones because that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making here is even um, Jerry, uh, obviously Dave Woodridge uh, re refers back to Jerry Thomas. And Jerry Thomas, essentially, uh, the way he describes a sour is, he says, say the brandy sour is made with the same ingredients as uh, the brandy fix, omitting all fruits except a small piece of lemon, the juice of which must be pressed in the glass. And what are the ingredients for it? Uh, sugar, lemon, uh, tumbler of uh, ice, brandy, and then the wine glass of water. Anyways, you know, if you if you never seen this book or you don't know much about these old books, um, they didn't have the quarter ounce, ounce. Like that's not the measurements they were using. They were using common 
um, uh, tools and, and, and vessels that they had around in order to, to measure out their uh, recipes. Anyways, um, so there it is. Essentially, a sour is a fix uh, without all the fixings, without all the fruit. Now, in the Savoy book um, is where you see that essentially says the same thing, but then it goes on and it has another category of sour, which is the egg sour. And in the egg sour, it calls for an egg. In other words, not the egg white, but an egg. Um, moving along on the information train, the um, imbibe, uh, Dave Wondrich does point out that uh, uh, an egg sour is something that pops up around the time of uh, like 1922 um, by bartender Robert Vermeer. Okay, suggested that a couple of dashes of uh, egg white in a sour makes it much better. So there it is. The original recipes of the sour did not call for egg. Right. It wasn't until after prohibition, you know, right pre and, and, and especially the, the one where pre prohibition, but the one that surfaced after prohibition was the sour with an egg. Um, so how should you handle someone ordering a whiskey sour? Oh, just give it to them with the egg white. No, man, don't be a numb nut. Ask. OK, just ask. You know, do you want an egg white or not? If they look at you all kinds of crazy and they don't say anything, it's like, okay, no egg white. Uh, if they look at you all kinds of crazy and they ask, why would I put an egg white in it? You say, well, because it improves the flavor, the texture. Um, it's a very nice tapestry to all the flavors in the drink. And they're like, no, make it without. And uh, you should be able to balance that drink. It's a good drink either way. All right. Um, but it's... Uh, useless to get into arguments with customers about something like that especially where um it's one of those things that i mean how do you make your old-fashioned muddle the cherry and soda i don't and that's not the that's the post-prohibition uh type of way and plus ooh, i'm not gonna get into that but soda in an old-fashioned anyways getting back to the whiskey sour the sours in general ask egg white or not what's the big deal takes her an extra two seconds to ask all right so what is uh going to be going on for new year's eve where are you going to be uh i'll be at the bravery chef hall um that's what i'm going to be working this uh this new year's eve um see how that turns out should be a lot of fun mid-century type of uh party like a world fair and um, San Antonio cocktail conference that is uh, happening um, in January. And if I can uh, pull this up in my computer, there's uh, there we go. And I'll tell you what the dates are. Um, January the 14th through the 20th, 2019, which is just a couple of days away from it. Um, from 2019, not January the 14th, just to be clear. Anyways, uh, I guess it starts Sunday with a brunch for people to want to get there, then uh, picks up again on Tuesday. It's a few events that are pretty cool for me. 
there's a Wednesday event with Barrilito that I think is going to be really cool because I like Barrilito. Um, been drinking that stuff for, man, many, many, many moons. And uh, I love the um, that style of rum, um, Asian French oak, uh, cognac barrels, uh, nice, elegant, smooth, delicious. Uh, the other one that caught my eye is the uh, coffee event. I like that. I love that. It's overdue uh, for us to, uh, as uh, bartenders, to get into coffee. Uh, a lot of baristas have done very well in the bartending world. Um, I think bartenders would do great uh, as baristas because the, uh, you're used to multitasking and dealing with multiple ingredients. And uh, coffee drinks, for the most part, are very few. The main ones is the coffee and the milk, and that's a matter of texture and balance. Um, yeah, and then whatever else you're going to throw in there, like, uh, uh, what is that thing called? Uh, yeah, spice pumpkin latte. Yeah, like one of those. Anyhow, um, I think that is a very cool seminar for bartenders. Uh, I'll see if I make uh, that one. Overall, uh, the conference is usually really cool. Uh, it's a lot smaller than Tails. So if, you're, if you've been to Tails, uh, this is like a much smaller version of it, about a third of the size. Uh, actually, it's a lot smaller than that. A lot smaller, but very, very cool. Um, great bars in San Antonio. Really, really cool bars out there. Um, Brooklynite, obviously, being the top of that. And uh, last word, those are some of my favorites. Um, yeah, so you should definitely make plans for that. Um, and take a look at the website because they have tons and tons of, uh, of seminars. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to touch on for? Yeah. Speaking of coffee, the uh, espresso martini. What's your uh, what's your version of that? What is it that you uh, do? Is it pure vodka and espresso, nothing else? Um, do you use a vanilla vodka? Do you uh, add any liqueurs to it? That'd be an interesting question uh, to ask for the next one. Um, starting the uh, year, well, this is the last last podcast of uh, 2018. Um, Next year, I'm going to get back to more interviews uh, type of uh, format. But uh, there's going to be some really cool changes uh, to, to the show. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. I think it's a, it's a very cool thing for, uh, for Houston. Anyhow, um, make sure that you check out the uh, website, openbar.space, and uh, Stitcher. Uh, iTunes uh, podcasts and uh, yeah Overcast is uh, one um, app that I use to, to listen to, uh, to podcasts I use Stitcher a lot too um, I will be still planning on going on to Spotify but that's just um, one of those things with the host and hosting company that I got and whatnot. anyways don't worry about that cool stuff coming up in uh, 2019 um, and some cool people that are going to be on the show. So take care of yourself, take care of one another, and remember, keep the conversation going.